For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the day after reckoning here on Ref the District. It is Victory Monday here for the Washington Commanders, the Burgundy and Gold. And I am, in fact, wearing the Washington onesie. <laughs> this, this is this is odd. This is really odd looking, but do your thing. Do your thing, Nathan. Whatever. You got to love it. Always wearing this. I can't wait till they actually come up with a commander's one. I'll be rocking the commander's one as soon as, uh, as, oh, soon yeah. as I see it available for, for purchase. I have this one, Washington football team. I have a Washington Redskin onesie uh, that did not get a lot of love over the 15-ish years that I had that thing. But <laughs> it's all right. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some uh, some good love for it, and uh, this one and the commanders one coming up here. Uh, we've got a great show, not only because we won, but we do have EB from the Junkies jumping in later as well. So we're gonna want that interaction from you. Make sure that you've li you're liking the video, subscribe to the channel, and getting those questions in there. Let us know what you think about this game as we go along, because we've got a lot to talk about. And now that we've slept on a little bit, I know that there is this big push stoner from people just to enjoy the win. Yeah. But I tell you who's not enjoying the win? The Washington Commanders. They're getting after it. They went today. They're looking at tape and they're going and they're seeing what can we improve? What can we do better? Okay. So I think we need to do that too. We need to take a look at that and see what we can do better. Uh, talk about some of the things that didn't go right. All that's sure. going to be talked about, but you know what? We're in a good mood. We should yeah. be celebrating. I know a lot of people are like, it's just a win against Jacksonville. I don't care. A W is a W. Like Aaron here says, hey guys, great W yesterday. We won an O. Absolutely. Shout out to JB, Commandalorian, DMV Mess Hall. That's uh, Tailgate. our friend Tailgate Ted out there. Doug is in the chat. Graham and Shady Katie. Everything hurts and I'm dying. That's <laughs> because that's cow, cowboy her, fan there. Her team was the only NFC team not to win yesterday. And yeah. those other two, right? Philadelphia had the big lead and almost lost it. And the Giants really had no business winning, but they did. <laughs> they but won. They did. It, that's all, all that counts. matters. Remember that... last year when we beat the Giants on that missed the field goal the first time and they had an offsides, a kind of a phantom offsides. And got another chance for D Hop to kick it, and he made it, and we got the win. We didn't care, we didn't care. It was a dub. That's all that matters. A dub is a dub. Here is the graphic we shared earlier, and I just want to just want to <laughs> rub it in a little, rub it in just sure. a little bit. Happy really? Victory Monday. Not not you, Dallas. You don't get to join <laughs> this. Just don't get to join in the fun. We are going to definitely have a lot of fun today. Yes, Connor. 
Uh, I know you're excited for EB, but we, we want to do a little bit of talking back and forth for the two of us. Trev yep. is working at the Sky Bar, so you can catch him down there in Lexington. So, uh, But uh, he says he might be jumping on sometime during his shift there. So I yep. uh, look forward to Trev jumping on there. Of course, we've got you here in the chat. EP joining us as well. EP joined us last or yesterday on the stream that was a lot of fun having How cool her was that? with us yeah that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun normally she's just that that voice off on the side but we actually got to see her reactions uh, and her taking a phone call during the game winning touchdown I, <laughs> like <laughs> telling you to pipe I, down I, yeah i had, I had to be muted during the touch during the touchdown but it was, <laughs> what it was is a lot going of fun on there, there? <laughs> Uh, Gus Bus, mm -hmm. I love that we're the underdogs against the Lions. We can't get caught up on winning the NFC East and overlooking teams. Absolutely. Sure. We said that heading into the Jacksonville game. Nothing comes easy for this team. Mm -hmm. I don't expect the Lions to roll over. They give Philadelphia, who a lot of people say is a better team than Washington, uh, fits. So we, that's why today we are going to talk about those things that we can do better we're not going to focus on the Lions just yet. That'll be for Wednesday's show. We do have a yeah. special guest for that one yep. as Absolutely. well. And here is the first thing I definitely want to talk about here. Adam right. Burkhart says, Wentz criminally underrated. Hmm. Okay. A lot of people had him ranked down at 34, yeah. you know, lower 20s. And, yeah. and here he comes out. You know, he has those, those four touchdowns, the two interceptions, which mm -hmm. did look bad. They did look bad. And we were very, very uh, muted. And uh, up until that uh, Terry McLaurin touchdown, things weren't looking like they were going to go our way. Where do you stand with Carson Wentz? Underrated, overrated by fans right now? You know what he is? He's rated. I don't care if he's underrated, overrated. He's our guy. We got to back him with everything we got. He's probably... he's. I mean, he's really right where he's supposed to be. He's middle of the pack, maybe a little bit towards the end of the back of the middle of the pack. So anywhere between 15 and 20, whatever. If somebody wants to say he's top 10, great. If somebody wants to say he's 34, we'll scream at him and call him a moron, but we don't care what happens or what matters is the play on the field. So I was just in, um, I was talking to Corey on the Warpath. I was in uh, his out, uh, show. Yep, just for a minute or two, he'll be he'll be stopping by here as well. Uh, but I, he asked me kind of about Wentz that same sort of question. He was exactly what we thought he was going to be when we brought him here. He's much more talented. He can make much bigger and better plays. But he's going to make some plays that you're just going to go, "Oh my god, what was that?" Can they overcome those plays mm -hmm. with the rest of your team? Can your defense make fourth quarter stops and give Carson Wentz and this offense a chance to go down the field and score a winning touchdown? And yesterday, the answers are yes, they can get fourth quarter stops, which this team doesn't usually do. And yes, this offense can go down the field and score a game winning touchdown. So they answered a lot of questions, and I don't care if it's Jacksonville. There's room for improvement. Every team has room for improvement. Every team that won is looking at it going, we probably should have lost that game. Maybe the Chiefs is not one of those teams. But there are so many things that have to go right for you to win. And when it comes together, no matter who's against, you'll take it. 
Yeah. Gus Bus again here with the uh, the past McLaurin was something Heineke could never do. That was a $28 million pass. That is going to be a few of the, those. There, there was definitely a few of those. Mm-hmm. That's probably the one time I want to talk about Heineke today. Okay. That's okay. It. All right. And it's in this regards. Like Wentz, we've been saying this all off season. Wentz is an upgrade, clear yeah. upgrade. Absolutely. I don't think at this point, we need to talk about Heineke and this is Wentz could, you know, Heineke could never do this. Let's just start talking. Let's shift this narrative now to yeah. what Wentz can do. Can do. Right? That's right. And and then let's, and so let's focus that. I think a lot of this talked with uh, our friend, the beard from authentic and the beard shout out to those guys as well. Great programming they have over in their channel. Uh, we were talking about this on Twitter just yesterday. A lot of fans were kind of, you know, poking at the Colts. So yeah, we Matt do Ryan. play mm-hmm. later this year. All mm-hmm. right. The only stat that matters right now, commander's got a W Colts didn't anything else is a wash. All right. We don't need That's to right. sit there. Matt Ryan definitely did not have a game. And I get that they were attacking Carson wins all off season. And uh, yeah. you just want to do a little bit of a clap back, get it out of your system. And then let's move on. Yeah. Let's start focusing on what this or- team can do. Or don't even bother with that. We can do all that at the end of the season when we're trying to figure out what each quarterback slash team did at the end of the year. It, are they worth that amount? Do you re-sign them? You know, do you give extensions? Was it a mistake? Uh, should you have brought in a different guy? Should have you have, have signed a guy to a $234 million guaranteed contract even though he's not playing 11 games? Should you have traded for the – you know – We'll do all that at the end of the year. Right now, Carson Wentz won this game for Washington yesterday. So that's why we're calling this episode Wensington. Welcome to Wensington. Welcome to Wensington. He won the game. He had those two horrific interceptions. Back-to-back throws, by the way. Yeah, they were back-to-back interceptions. I, I'm going to disagree with the They're second horrific. one, but go ahead. They were horrific. Trayvon okay. Walker made one heck of a okay. play on the But if one. you look at it, um, he should have thrown it Gibson's in the dirt. going this way. The throw was kind of going this way. He should have thrown now, it in the dirt. Yeah, now he shouldn't he shouldn't have been able to make that play. That was a freak athletic play. That's fine. That's, but it was a that's terrible That's a number pass. one overall pick play. That's yeah. <laughs> but it was a terrible pass. But that's fine. The resiliency to come back from back-to-back picks. And by the way, after that second pick, uh, Jacksonville goes down and scores a touchdown on one play where they looked defeated. The defense looked defeated. And they got those that touchdown. And he came back. And he led this team to two straight drives, converting third downs, throwing passes, you know, throw what is that, threading the needle on yeah, some of those plays? That pass to Terry McLaurin was just money. Yeah. So, money. I mean, he did everything we hoped he would do for this team. And he had some crazy, crazy plays. But, man, it was a lot of fun to be able to watch this team and be excited about it, to be hopeful uh, especially with the quarterback that you had there. So there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of things to improve. But like I said, every team that's out there that won, except for maybe the Chiefs, like I said, is sitting there saying, what do we have to do to improve? Because if we play like this again, we're going to lose next week or the week after. Oh, yeah. I mean, this they they you know they still only won 28 to 22. Lots of things to improve on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 
you know, there was some surprises there. So some good things here. Give a shout out here to the command this podcast with their, Love uh, their those the, the donation fellas. here. Uh, make sure after we're done, you got to hit yep. them up. They're going to start their stream at 830. Uh, Steve here, I imagine, is in the chat. Commanders win. Victory Monday. QB was a difference. How did Matty Ice do yesterday? He must have <laughs> just not just heard the conversation on that one. He messed up the out, no anticipation. The Walker play was an anomaly. What a grab. I'm telling you, that yeah. second one, a lot of people want to eat him alive for it. Uh, but, I mean, again, he should have thrown in the dirt, but people don't need to, you know, hound Wentz for that interception. Mm-hmm. I think that that one was just Trayvon Walker, most 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 defensive tackles, defensive ends are just going to knock that ball down. And he just made an, uh, again, a number one overall pick, number one overall pick type play yeah, on absolutely. that one. For sure. So. But there was a lot of, a, a, a lot of plays. We didn't, we haven't talked about so many things that we want to talk about with that game, but, and we'll talk about this much later, but I have to give early, I have to give my go-go, to Scott Turner, because Scott Turner, who showed absolutely nothing in the preseason, we're all going, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen with this team? This preseason is a big, big-time big dud. But he's going out there with, with a stack of four guys on one side and Logan Thomas on the right, and, and he's running Curtis Samuel in the backfield, bringing him in motion, running him behind him, uh, faking handoffs, RPOs. Yeah, he had Curtis Samuel and uh, and uh, and Gibson just all over the field, just just making plays, were, making them look uncomfortable. I mean, guys were wide open all game, yeah, all it, game long. The scheme, the scheme is finally there. We have healthy wide receivers. That makes a difference. Scott Turner definitely, I think, is going to get a lot of people excited this year with the with the play that he, he you know. The, the play calling that he can provide. Hopefully it gets more than the 28 points that were on the board, but Hey, we'll see what's going to go on with that. As we continue the season, we do have our guest here already. We're going to have uh, EB from the junkies joining us here. Let me move this brand real quick and jump him up on screen. EB, How's it going, sir? Hey guys. How are you guys? Doing right. great. Thanks for joining us here again on ref the district here on the day after reckoning. How are you doing? My, my pleasure. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank God they pulled that out because uh, it was going to be a pretty awful week for me. And I think it was going to probably be a pretty awful week for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So EB, before we get into this game and talk a little bit, I wanted to, uh, uh, you know, everybody kind of knows EB and the Junkies, this is your 27th year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 26th, 27th year. Something the like best, that. The best uh, radio show in the history of uh, DC. <laughs> Thank right? you. Buttering you up here a little bit. All right, um, go ahead. Give me the hammer next. No, no, I'm not bringing the hammer. Don't worry. But I did want to say, you guys have been doing, we've been doing it for a year and a half, right? Mm -hmm. We finally, and we model our show after you guys a little bit because we respect what you guys have done and everything. We finally one-upped you. And I think you're going to agree with this. All right. Okay? You guys have Robert Griffin III on the show to talk about the game from the previous day, right? Yep. We have... Eric Bickle, we win. <laughs> we finally won up to you because we I'll, have EB. Well, no, RG3 is going to be fantastic. I am yeah. super excited about it. What, what's interesting to me, though, was the reaction to it. 
Uh, you know, there's that era ended up being so toxic sure. that there's a percentage of the fan base that wants to act like it didn't happen. Yeah. And it's really bizarre to me because look, I've been all over the place and I said many, many times I borderline. I think I was, a, uh, I think I was legitimately obsessed with Robert for about mm. three or four years. I just couldn't get enough of him. Every time he posted on social media, I was fascinated, annoyed, uh, you know, everything, every emotion you can think of. And yet at the end of the day, in 2012, he gave us the best football year we've had in 20 some years. Absolutely. Nothing even close to it. So, you know, look, it, it didn't end up the way we wanted, you know, a 10 year run, multiple championships at least, heck, multiple playoff runs. Mm. But he did give us a spectacular year. And even though there's a lot of things about Robert sometimes that annoy me, at the end of the day, I'm forever grateful for that. Sure. And, and, and to, so I don't have hostility towards him at all. And he, as far as he, he goes as a broadcaster, he's spectacular. He's, he's very, very good. He's spectacular. Yeah. He's, you know, I mean, some of the stuff's a little, maybe a little cheesy for my taste, but I mean, I do like fart jokes. So I mean, who am I to say, you know what I mean? Like who cares? Yeah. Um, he's really, really good at what he does. And I thought he gave us some good insight today. So I appreciate that. And I think, um, I think your listeners will like it on, uh, on Mondays at 8 AM, even though there's like a contingent of diehard commanders fans that think we're just haters. And that's mm. not the case. We want this team. We're desperate for this team to win. You know, and I know that you know this, Stoney, because we've said it a million times. But when that, when the team's doing well and the city's rocking and everyone's mm -hmm. positive, there's nothing better for a sports radio show. You know what the worst thing is for a sports radio show? It's for the hometown yeah, team to, to swoon in like week three, year after year after year after year after year right. after year after year. That's yeah. the worst thing for a radio show. So I promise you, even though I'm the only true fan of the boys, and it is what it is, people like who they like, they're, they don't particularly care for the team either way, they're desperate for them to win too because yeah. it helps them. So, you know, that's one thing I hope people understand is that we are desperate for this team to win. We want to get behind them like, you know, the, the city got behind the Caps, the way the city yeah. got behind the Nats. It was such yeah. a such a great time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and just like how the Nats are now, they're they're so bad that we pay no attention to them, and yep. it's no fun. It's no yep. fun to yep. watch them. It's no fun to follow them. None of that. Right, right, yeah. right. A apathy is definitely the death knell of uh, of any any kind of sports love. You want to have some fun. You want to win games. I mean, I'm wearing a Washington onesie. Right, <laughs> right. I love this it. Is, this is this is the thing here. Not a onesie, but a onesie. Got the got the victory there. What would you say is the the biggest factor to the win yesterday? Oh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm no expert. Just a fan like you guys, like most of us. Mm -hmm. But I would say that Carson's resilience at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, we've had so many different. What we had 25, 30, 40 quarterbacks in the last 20 years. Um, most of them don't have that kind of resilience. Um, Taylor might have it, but he doesn't have that talent. Sure. So it was great to see Carson bounce back, uh, you know, and, and on some level it was almost good to see, okay, yeah, this is kind of what we got here. Right. So we got a guy that can make all the throws can really look good for two quarters, but man, if he doesn't, 
lock in. He can he can still have that doozy that everyone's been talking about. And I think that's good for us. I think it's good for us as a fan base to keep our expectations in check. And I think, to be honest with you, that's good for Carson to see, hey, you know what? I got to really lock in. You know, Robert said something interesting on our show today. He said, you know, he really jocked him. And he's not the only one. He said Robert's one of five guys in the league that can make that throw to McLaurin. I mean, think about that. Yeah. One of five guys in the league that can make that throw. He's got elite talent, but he said he thinks Carson sometimes gets a little bored. In other words, I kind of mm. equate that to, you know, maybe bored's the wrong word, but maybe almost like a little ADHD, you know, get a little antsy. Um, who, who, who of us doesn't have that in us? You know what I mean? We're mm. not all laser focused like Brady, you know, or like Peyton where we could stay on task 100% of the time. And there might be some times where, where Carson maybe has some lapses in concentration. And, and, and I think, you know, kind of slipping up there a little bit in that first game and kind of reminding him and the coaches that that, that bug is still in him, that's not necessarily a bad thing if you can overcome it. And sure. hopefully hopefully you can keep that in check. Yeah. Trev, welcome in. Welcome yeah, Trev in. Trev joining Trev us from out. Sky Bar there in Lexington, Virginia. <laughs> What's up, DB? He's how you on doing, shift. Man? Hey, Trev, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Appreciate you good, coming good. on today. All good. Very, very good today after a win. You know, I, I kind of consider myself the president of the Carson Wentz fan club, not because yeah. I think he is this sort of, you know, top five quarterback, but because I think he was the best option for us, and I think we can win with him. And – when he came out there and played so well in the first quarter and a half or so, I was really excited. And then when he had that little doozy, that mm. little stretch there, I thought, this guy's going to murder me on week one. Week one. Not just me, the fan base, all of us that put our faith in this team. Um, so I was just thrilled personally to see him pull through. I, I've tried to quit this team. This might be uh, something you guys don't like to hear because you guys are real diehards too, but – you know, this team has put me through so much turmoil. I've tried to quit them. I can't. It's the one team I can't quit. And I, I can't tell you, you know, I'm 52 years old. And when they win, it still hurt. It still, you know, feels amazing. And when they lose, it still hurts. So I wish it wasn't that way. I'm a grown ass man. I got three children. It should not be that important to me. Right. Um, but for some reason, these games are important to me. So I, I, I'm thrilled. Well, we had a question in here from JB. Uh, what did you think of the O-line play yesterday? Had uh, Wes Schweitzer, who started in place of Trey Turner, uh, had a couple people shuffling around there. I mean, you saw Sadiq Charles in there. I know you're, you're, you talk a lot about just being a fan, but from your perspective, what do you, what do you got for uh, well, O-line play? Well, again, I don't like to ever pretend that I'm an expert because I'm not, but um it appeared to me they held up pretty darn well. They seemed to work pretty well in tandem there. You know, because listen, the quarterback's a big part of that offensive line play. We know that, right? If the quarterback's not where he's supposed to be and he's not in sync with the line, everything can get all screwed up, right? So it has to be – those guys really do work together. They have to communicate. Carson has to be where he's supposed to be. On a five-step drop, he's got to be where he's supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Carson's got to know, okay, my guy can only hold him for two and a half seconds. I got to get rid of it. And I felt like all of that was working pretty well. I mean, he had, what, 
the one sack. How many hurries did he have? I didn't even get a chance to look at that I, yet. I hadn't seen that. Three, I did, I, I believe. Yeah, Three. I do remember I mean, one yeah. touchdown play. They brought seven, and and the the line held them. I mean, that, right. Obviously, we scored a touchdown. So some definitely some impressive parts there. Yeah, no question. I thought the listen. I have a lot of positives that that I take from that game. I mean, could we have lost that game easily? Oh yeah, we could. You know, in fact. I would have probably guessed the way that game was going eight times out of 10, we lose that game. Yeah. So, you know, we should beat them. I think we are superior to them. Um, but the way that game was playing out, we could have easily lost them. But still, all that being said, scored 28 points. Carson showed you what he could do. Antonio Gibson reminded everybody why he's been the guy here. What what has he scored? Is what's the is the number 15 touchdowns in the first two years or is it well, 25? I think it's, it's 25 maybe, right? It's either 15 or 25 or something. Yeah. He I mean he he reminded everybody why mm-hmm. that why the fumbles annoy us, but yet the reason why they keep giving him the balls cuz he's got a lot of ability. So, I thought that was awesome. I mean, you know, I've been saying it for years, but really this year resonates. You know, I've always said we've got weapons. They're good enough. You could scheme guys open, especially a guy like Jay Gruden. I thought he schemed guys open all the time. We didn't mm-hmm. necessarily have great weapons. Um, but this year we legitimately, when healthy, I think have weapons that, that you know, are fantastic. I mean, do other teams have better weapons? Sure. I don't care. But do our, can, can we win with these weapons? With Dotson and McLaurin, with Logan Thomas, with J.D. McKissick was an afterthought in that game. Wait till he has five catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, You know, Logan Thomas is coming off an ACL. He's barely coming back. He had three big catches. I mean, they've just barely – we haven't even seen Cole Turner yet. They just barely – and Robinson, poor kid. We haven't even seen him. I mean, there are so much offensive talent on this team if they could find a way to stay reasonably healthy. And then defensively, listen, I've been as down on the defense as anyone. Mm-hmm. No one's been harder on that defense than me. And yet they were not spectacular yesterday, but I thought Jack Del Rio was as good as I've seen him since he's been here in D.C. Drawing up blitzes, pressuring, didn't just lay back and – it wasn't always perfect. It was ugly sometimes. Jamie Davis was put in some awkward situations, it appeared to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they did just enough to keep Trevor Lawrence, who's got some ability, off balance. And, you know, I think there's a lot to work with. Does that mean that we're going to go to the Super Bowl, win every game? No. Right. But there are things that we can work with that I think if you're a, a you know, commanders slash skins fan, you should be excited about. And you and we haven't even been able to say that for for a while for for years I, we haven't been able to say that. Yeah, I mean, I was excited for Fitz, but that lasted a quarter. And to be honest with you, the early returns from what I was hearing in camp weren't great. Right. So I think that was probably going to blow up in my face anyway, one way or the other. This, I think, you got a guy who legitimately can can you know if he keeps his act together can can lead you in the right direction. I really do think that. Was there anybody that that surprised you? I mean, may, obviously, there's the Curtis Samuel. You know, we had no idea what he was going to be able to do physically, but we yeah. all knew that if he's healthy. But was there anything that – maybe it's uh, Jonathan Williams getting one play for the entire game, or, or was there anything like that that kind of stood out that you were surprised uh, going into the game and you didn't see it happen or you saw more of what you thought you would uh, I didn't know. I didn't know much about Derek Forrest, right? Uh-oh. And yeah. I thought he had he had a pretty good game. I mean, 
he popped for me, Joe the fan over here, you know, just the average guy watching the game. Um, yeah, I thought Jonathan Williams might have a bigger role. Um, but by and large, it's kind of what I thought, that they were going to show nothing in the preseason. I mean, clearly they have uh, more speed and more options offensively, and that Scott Turner was going to really start to, you know, un unveil his offense. I mean, I wasn't surprised by that at all. I thought that they were going to dink, 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 take the short stuff, boom, take a shot. Mm. Dink, 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 take a short stop, boom, take a shot. And mm. that's exactly what they did. And fortunately, you know, uh, Carson was able to hit on him. He's not going to hit on all of them. Um, but, he, you know, he was able to hit on him on Sunday. So, you know, to be honest with you, there wasn't much there that I was surprised with. Yeah. Now, I know, uh, Trev, you had your hand raised. You got one to add to that? Yeah, just the, the way that Scott Turner, his offensive scheme, like the, the four-trip wide receiver set with the one wide out on the right side, that was something I've never, ever thought I would ever see. I'm, I'm with EB. I thought, like, we did preseason. We hid the playbook. We hid this and that. But I didn't think we'd come out looking with some exotic looks like that. That one reverse uh, screen to Armani Rogers for a first down, they never thought we would do that. That uh, one uh, receive reverse play where we lost some yards, but still, like, never thought we would do something like that. So I just – I thought we were like, like you said, EB, like dink, 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 then a bomb, and then dink, dink, mid-bomb, then a bomb. But it was like all over the place, and we have so many multiple weapons. It's just hard to account for anybody on our offense. So I was just surprised at how creative Scott Turner can really get. And that was just game one. So Yeah, and, and, and I think even uh, Dotson said afterwards that, hey, this is just the start. This is just the tip of the iceberg for me. I mean, you only threw me a couple balls. You know, I mean, yeah, it was three catches, 41 yards, two yeah, of them I mean, touchdowns. I, that kid has all the talent in the world if he keeps his head on straight, and there's no reason to think why he won't. When you have that kind of debut coming off of the kind of camps and, and offseason that he had, coming off the kind of college career, I think it's safe to be very excited about what you got in Jahan Dotson. Uh, EB, what do you think about Deami Brown, his one snap? yesterday oh there you go is that going to be something that we're looking for in the future like on the bench or to be honest with you i was surprised he was active because mm. i i didn't know how that was going to work um mm. listen it's i don't want to beat up on a you know second year guy who's trying to right. make it i want everyone to make it but the early returns aren't great so you know if, if i'm diami i'm really working hard i'm reaching out to everybody i can and i'm staying that late and i'm doing extra work i mean i'm just doing everything i can to try to prove uh, that I belong. My, my kids play, I got two kids that play division one sports and you got to fight for your chance to get on the court, to get on yeah. the field, you know, and, and, and it's nothing's given to you. And so I don't know, Deami's had success his entire life and it hasn't quite happened yet. I hope he knows what it takes because I'm certain he has ability, mm -hmm. but I wonder, does he know, we, you know, I hate the talking cliches, but when they say the NFL is not for long, it, it, it really it really is true. You know, you get limited opportunities and sure, you're a third round pick. So, you, you know, you got this year, but you don't have next year. That's I promise right. you, you don't have next year if you don't do anything right now. And, you know, you just don't want to miss this opportunity. So I root for him. Yeah. I root for all of them. I love underdogs. I love greatness. You know, I don't like to see anybody fail. I really don't. You know, and I get I'm, I'm hard on Chase Young. Chase is it's just I've just been so frustrated because I know the kind of ability that he has. Now it's not fair for me to beat up on him now because he's not out there. But 
I hope when he gets back out there and we give him a fair opportunity to get his legs underneath him, that he realizes, you know, it's not long for you either necessarily, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. necessarily, certainly as being the guy, certainly as being the guy on the front of the media day program every, you know what I mean? Like it's time, it's time to, it's time to go. It's time to go, my man. And I know he could do it. I want him to do it. So. We, we really need him to do it. That was actually something from, from the game that kind of stood out to me. Uh, lots, you know, stat, you know, sacks is, is great for, for the box score, but really you want to see the, you know, the pressures, uh, which Washington was able to pressure Lawrence on about half of his dropbacks. Hmm. But what do you think about the person opposite Montez Sweat? Uh, until Chase Young does come back. What were you feeling about them in this Jacksonville game? I don't know. I, I didn't focus well enough on that. I'm not a guy that's really great at breaking down film. Um, I, I do know this, that last year when Chase went down, I felt like the defense played a little better. So, I mean, you know, there's – I think there's some ability there that they could scheme around it. Um, look, I don't think they're good enough to win with the front four when they're all healthy. So, if the backup's in there, they're probably not going to win hmm. with those guys. So – that's why I say earlier, I liked what Jack did. He brought different guys, right? Brought St. Juice. He brought McCain. He brought Jamie Davis several times. I mean, you guys probably know better than me. I mean, he just was bringing guys from different spots. And I think that's, frankly, what you got to do. And is it risky? Of course. Are you going to get burned sometimes? Absolutely. But it beats just sitting there and getting nothing and running, you know, running past your tackle and then running past the quarterback and doing nothing. Right. How many times did we see that last year? Sure. Lots. The Sam think, Mills treatment is what I would I think there was yeah. there was one sack. There was one sack I do remember where they only brought four and all four guys ended yeah. up on top of Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. That's which great. was a which was pretty awesome. Uh, but I want to ask you about something that um that sometimes when you don't talk about certain guys, then that stands out. And I think we didn't talk. We're not talking about Joey Sly, mm-hmm. right? Because he didn't do anything to scare us. But also Dax Milne, returning mm. punts. He su- he surprised. He did surprise me a little bit. Yeah. You know, there you go. He did surprise me a little bit. You want to ask who's? He had a little more wiggle. He he. You know, look, nothing was spectacular, but you know, got seven yards maybe when and when other guys might have got one. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by him. Yeah, and you weren't you weren't back there the whole time when they were punting. You weren't sitting there going, "Oh man, can we just catch the punt?" That's all I'm asking for right. you to catch this. Just punt. don't muff uh, this one. Yeah. yeah, right. And so again, he didn't necessarily stand out in that role, but he also didn't do anything to make him stand out in a negative way. Yeah, I, I thought I, think I thought that's he was huge fine. Yeah. for for a guy who's your fifth guy, but uh, also looking at some of the. Uh, um, the number of snaps, right? And you talked about Diami was out there. Only Jonathan Williams only had uh, one or two. But the uh, the defensive line with uh, Mathis going down, and he takes up a lot of snaps. He's a he's a takes over that line quite a bit. Do you think that that is a big loss, or is it that uh, that's somebody we can just kind of put in there? Big. Yeah, you think big. it's a big one. Thank big you. one. Thank big you. one. Big one. Now, that doesn't mean he's irreplaceable. Yeah, might be, but it's a big loss. Hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure Ron's got somebody from Carolina on speed dial coming in here. You know, in the next day or two. (laughs) 
Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I know Dom Sue's out there. I, you know, I don't know. I don't even know if that would work. Cap why? I don't even know how that. They, you know, they went with youth on this one. Uh, Sue is 35 years old and said they picked out Donovan Jeter, who's a undrafted fr uh, free agent out of Michigan. 24 years old, though. They want those young guys. Well, I think Ron said they might pick up multiple guys. Yeah. But yeah, let's see what let's see what the kid could do. I mean, yeah, it's really sad. I I have to say I'm a little thrown that a meniscus could 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 cause him to year. miss. Now the only thing I can think is maybe it's just now that now you're getting into roster shuffling because if he's out eight or nine weeks, they don't want to hold him. You know, mm. so maybe that's what's playing in because generally a trim, you could, you're an NFL athlete, you'd be back in a couple weeks, a repair, maybe six to eight. 17 weeks for a meniscus doesn't make sense to me, but I mean, I'm not a doctor. I only play one on the radio. EP, I got one question before I get out of here. Kendall Fuller. <laughs> he hates Kendall Fuller. I don't hate him. I just hate the way he plays. Yeah, I don't know. That's the way he plays, but do you think – what's your opinion on Kendall Fuller? Liability or not? Like, what is it? I, I, I don't know. I, I keep waiting for Kendall to step up, and at times he makes plays. I think I think maybe the general consensus a few years ago was he was better in the slot, right? I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not an expert on DBs. I, you know, I don't break down the film. I watch the game. Wherever the ball goes, I watch it. You know, so I don't know. Um, I know he has ability. I, I talked to a Virginia Tech grad that, that, that knows him well, and – he said, you know, Kendall's got all the ability, but just always seemed to be just a little bit short, you know, a little bit short, a little, maybe a little, not quite strong enough, not quite fast enough, not, you know, can do a little of everything, but just not quite what you right. need, mm -hmm. you know. But then I also know there have been years where he's been very highly rated and all the nerdy stuff. So, you know, I don't feel like that's been the case the last couple of years, but I, I know certainly a couple of years ago, you know, he was very highly thought of. So he's a local kid, right? Good, good, uh, good counsel, high school. I root for him. I root yeah. for him. Got, got to root for our guys here. Uh, thanks to the great Ratubi here hitting that super chat. We appreciate the donation here. Uh, he, he's kind of going uh, – the great Watubi is going back on a question we kind of answered already, but I uh, wanted to give him a, the shout-out here. Uh, do you think they go out and get a name DT? We have someone mentioning Gerald McCoy. David Bada is somebody they kept on the practice squad. What were you hearing about Bada as far as – potentially you know making the roster and doing anything anything that you've heard on that front no i haven't but i haven't investigated it you know to be honest with you um i hope everybody's following uh, our guy jp finley um yeah. he's fantastic he knows the team pete. as well as anybody yep. um pete haley's out there all the time he's fantastic um so i would just follow their feeds they usually have a pretty good line on, on what's going on especially i think jp might even spend more time out there than pete um you know, he they, he gets the winks and the nods and the and the down low scoop, and he tries to kind of lean you in the right direction. So follow those guys. That's that's my best advice. Well, hopefully they give us some some good insight. Do you have an early prediction for next week against the Lions? Well, listen, I kind of have a thing where there are certain franchises that I will just always bet against. <laughs> All right. And the Lions are one of them, okay? They're the Lions. I'm not scared of them. I don't care. They can beat us 10 times in a row. I don't care. In fact, I think they've had recent success against us, yeah. much to my chagrin. Yeah. I will always pick against the Lions. Yet, all that being said, I'm a little bit scared. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. 
They scored mm-hmm. 35 points now. My understanding is they scored a couple of those touchdowns late when maybe the game was already out of you know, hands. Okay, so maybe yeah. it's not quite as close. But you put 35 points on the board, you've got my attention or whatever they put, right? Yeah, so, um, yeah, they have my attention. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm nervous about the game. I mean, I, I, they have some weapons too. That, yeah, that, that receiver had a pretty good game. Would they rush for 100 something? That's the thing. You want you want to focus on the negative a little bit. We haven't – we can't stop the bleeding stopping the run. I mean, what would we give up? Seven yards a carry? Uh, Somehow yeah, yeah. still uh, one? Yeah. 6.8, so, I mean, 7.2, somewhere in that range. As we said, there's a lot of ways they could have lost that game, right? They could – you know, very easily could have lost that game. I mean, turn the ball over three times, give up seven yards a carry. I don't think they're going to be able to give up seven yards a carry next week and win. Yeah, I don't think that's going to – I mean, obviously you can't turn the ball over three times every week and win. That's just yeah. a fluke. But I, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm, about, I'm nervous about that game. Yeah. I'm not nervous about Jared Goff. Right. You know? <laughs> but, Nobody is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you surround a guy with enough, you sure. know, in a, in a great running game. Well, then, you know, I might be eating my words next week. So yeah. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm picking my boys. Excellent. Hey, before we let you go, EB, I know you're, you're probably drinking a, a Jack and Diet there. Why are you not drinking out of your ref the district mug? Uh, I don't drink in the liquor studio. out of that. You it's guys drink liquor out of your mug. Why don't you get me a ref, get me a, a ref the district with the, my beautiful face on one of these? Uh-huh. There we go. We, we might be able to make that happen. We'll see oh, what we, we can make do. That happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, EB, we appreciate you. You can catch him, of course, on the Junkies 106.7 The Fan. We appreciate you coming out here on our day after reckoning here on Ref the District. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thank you, EB. All right, Have buddy. a good one, E.B. Trev, my man, thanks for jumping in here with us. I know you got to get back out there to dead. that sky bar, but. No, nah, we're dead. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah? Nothing yeah. happening there? No, I'm chilling right now. All right. Well, our listeners cool. have to get out there to Lexington. You got to also hit us up in the chat. Let us know what questions you have or what you want to say about the game. A little quiet, I think, a little bit during EB. That's my fault for not reminding you to make those questions there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be something. That run defense is what I definitely want to talk about right now. Tailgate mm-hmm. here from the DMV Mess Hall. Uh, DeAndre Swift averaged 9.6 versus the Eagles, 15 carries for 144 yards. Yeah, EB talked. Talked about this right at the end. We were being gashed on the ground, yeah. but because we were up 14-3, you're not going to do a whole lot of running, right? It wasn't until the end that we started to see the, you know, mm-hmm. where Jacksonville was going to try to control the game. But I also saw some good things in that run defense. Another good stat from the defense, gents, not to take away from the run, because I'll let you guys talk about that real quick. Mm-hmm. Three for the 12. Mm-hmm. On third downs, yeah, we stopped them. Stopped them nine times out of twelve. That's not good, Trev. That's fantastic, especially when you compare what's been going on with this defense over the last. I mean, John Kine put out that stat since like 2010. They're like the 29th ranked uh, uh, third down efficiency. Since like 2018, yeah. I mean, uh, that's crazy. And they went out there and they did three for 12. And again. You can say, oh, well, Jacksonville did well on second down and they scored here and they whatever. When you focus on a stat and you throw it in the face of the team and the fans and you say they suck at this <laughs> and then they, the team ends up improving greatly on it, then you got to give them their props for that. Yeah, you do. And they did a great job on third down defensively I mean, and offensively. If but. I'm Jacksonville, I'm going to keep feeding James Robinson the ball. He, he broke one for like, what, 20 yards? Mm-hmm. And then that was it. 
Well, you know who I thought was the best player on the field for them, though? I thought Ken was, and they didn't give him the ball enough. Well, that's well. That drop probably was like, you know what? I'm not going back to you. <laughs> yeah. He, he also got pretty well rocked by yeah, Forrest, and so he probably didn't want to touch the ball too many times. <laughs> Honestly, I, to, the real answer I think really comes from, and we we should probably have Drew and Dunn on to kind of talk to us about this. But I think the real answer is he is a smaller guy, right? You don't want to mm-hmm. you want to use him in kind of a role where he's not going to get uh, beat up too bad. Uh, All right. So, yeah, 22-yard run by James Robinson. You got to head out on us, Rev? Yeah, I'm going to head out and close down the bar and go home and watch some Monday Night Football. But um, All right, brother. With you guys. All right, we appreciate you. yesterday. How about those commanders? We're going to see Trev. Give, give us your go-go, no-go. Oh, okay. okay yeah, I got yeah. time for this. I got time for this. Which one you want first, go-go or no-go? Go-go, go-go. Derek Forrest, and Curtis Samuel. They're tied. Why? Because Curtis Samuel, he showed us why we went and got him last offseason and why we kept him – in the garage as a precaution for last year, just to make sure for he could be right for this year. And then Derek Forrest, I mean, the guy's been patient. He's been listening to the DBs and like doing what, he, what they're asking to do in camp. And he came out and, and translated what he did in camp to the field. I mean, two pass deflections, interception, force a fumble, great tackle. That's my that's my go go. It's Curtis Samuel and Derek Forrest. My no go. I knew it was coming. All right. And great what Tubi talks not, about here. Needing that sippers. true number one. I don't have any sippers. I could be a little more realistic. I'm not saying he's a bad football player. I mean, he's he's good. Mm-hmm. But he's a liability for our defense right now because of his penalties, and he's just out of position, and he gets burnt. Yeah. Um, and it's happened way too many more times than just last this last game. But if he's getting burnt by the Jaguars receivers, just imagine A.J. Brown. C.D. Lamb, sure. uh, Sterling Shepard. That's just division receivers that we have to see twice each, like twice, you know, this year. And then we yeah. go to Green Bay. Say what you want. They're still – Aaron Rodgers fixed them boys quick. It's Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it's just – you just got to be a little bit more fundamentally sound on, on that position. You have a C on your chest. And then when people try to acknowledge you, I don't know if anybody caught it, he just did a thumbs up, didn't even look at him. Like, that's not like – I need eye contact. I need like, like you know, it's just if you have a C on your chest, represent that. Be a leader on your defense, and he hasn't been doing that since I get to get the C. So that's my no go, Kendall Fuller, and and Jack Del Rio for scheming J- Jim and Davis in the wrong position. He was he was on Christian Kirk a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, that's which, Jack Del Rio. Uh, that's not Jim and Davis. I might have said it was yesterday, but I, I'm sorry. I take it back. It's, <laughs> it's Jack Del Rio. You gotta be, gotta do better defensive scheme. It I could be the offensive players. scheme as well from Jacksonville moving uh, the linebacker into that position. So, uh, some some things yes, to think man. about. But we'll, Trev, we're gonna let you get get uh, back to Skybar. Of course, like I said, you can catch Trevor Mondays, Fridays, Saturdays out there in Lexington, and Virginia, Thursdays. Yeah, and, and Thursdays, Thursdays Thursday, Thursday. At, at, yeah. at the Skybar in Lexington, Virginia. Yeah. Thanks, Trev, for jumping in. Uh, love to see you. Um, let's, uh, you know, we can get to our go-go's and stuff, but first I want to talk about great with here again, appreciate with the, you, the smart chat. We or appreciate that. Uh, sister. the, uh, we need a true number one, uh, cornerback, yeah. a linebacker Absolutely. and a run stopping DT. Uh, I feel like our defensive tackles are, are solid in that regard. Oh, I, think I think they're think, better than solid. Well, so, so when it comes to like run stopping, right. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like they get a bad rap. And so I don't want to necessarily go, you know, too uh, on the opposite end and say that they're great, but they're they're good to above average run stoppers 
as by themselves. I think yeah. where we run into issues is when it comes to that linebacker play, That's we right. don't have a thumper to, to really get in there. I think Jamin Davis is coming into his own and has been, you know, kind of starting to fill the holes better. I've talked about how, uh, Cole Holcomb, his tackling always bothers me. He's not, he's not, he's not pushing them back. He's getting he 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 wraps up, but he gets dragged. And the cornerback situation, Kendall Fuller started last year fairly slow. So yeah, so I have faith that he'll again. he'll he'll come into it. He played really well for for the last. So I didn't think know. he was terrible. I really didn't think Kendall he was Fuller? terrible. Yeah. I mean, there were obviously some plays there where he got caught for holding or pass interference. Absolutely. But as I like to say all the time is that the the best cornerbacks in the world get that. That happens to them a couple of times a game. It's the consistency. It's the ability to make plays when you need to make plays. It's the ability to uh, not give up big plays. I don't think – I mean, this defense didn't give up any over-the-top plays. Remember the big – Problem last year was all the over the top plays. They had zero over the top plays, if my memory serves me right. Yeah, I can't think of uh, one of the ones that like there was a big ma- miscommunication or anything yeah, that happened. There was none of that. But so. it, it's obviously he's not great. He's not a true lockdown number one cornerback, and I gr- I agree that they need this. This team needs that, and that that'll be the number one draft pick next year, most likely. Uh, but I think in the line with the run with the defensive linemen, I think the defensive linemen are very, very, very good. And if you go back and kind of watch it, just watch it. Just watch the uh, the defensive line, and they're putting pressure. Sometimes it's, it's just 20, four 20 QB pressures on 43 dropbacks. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's just the four of them. And they're just – sometimes it's that close to getting to them. Early on, I thought Trevor Lawrence had some time to stand back. He did. But then after a while, they were really, really getting to him. And and like you said, uh, somebody said that Jack Del Rio was throwing a lot of different blitzes at him. I mean, St. Juice pummeled uh, Trevor Lawrence on a play. They had some linebackers in there on certain plays, some safety. So I, I think they're okay. It's that freaking whatever you want to call it, Buffalo nickel, third linebacker, whatever it is. If you had a linebacker up there in the line, maybe James Robinson doesn't pop through there for those twenty-four for yard 22 runs. Twenty-two yards, Sam. Because there's a, um, uh, because there's a, let's just say, uh, um, Nicobe Dean. I always use him because he was available in the second round when they made their pick. He wasn't available in the third round. Yeah. But what if he was there instead of um, uh, Derek Forrest, who was further back, or Percy Butler, or Saint Juice? Or who's ever playing that nickel nickel five yards further back? What if he's there and he thumps a dude? You know, who knows? But I think the defensive line, I thought they were great yesterday. Not good. I thought they were great. Yeah, I I, I agree. And and Doug here, the opponents running backs aren't turning one yard runs into four against our front. Yeah. They are getting stopped. I mean, there are some some things that they were breaking it out here. Uh, DMV Mess Hall, and I, if I haven't said it already, make sure you head out to their channel and uh, and subscribe. That's uh, Tailgate Ted Rally Camp and bringing some good content out there. The Jags are averaging six point one yards per carry. They win the game if they keep pounding. I disagree with the the second sentiment to that. They were 
absolutely gashing us, or mm. at least they felt that way, right? But if you actually look at it, the uh, the both of them, James Robinson and Travis Entian, uh, E, um, because his name gives me fits. <laughs> um, just just think about it as a letter E T N. E-T-N. Well, they had Robinson had the run of 22 yards, and mm-hmm. then uh, E-T-N had a 27-yarder. Yeah. You know, E-T-N only ran the ball for uh, four times. So, I mean, he still averaged 20 yards, uh, or he had 20 yards on three carries, which is good. But you got to look at when those carries are coming. You got to remember mm-hmm. the, the commanders were up 14 to 3. They weren't yeah. giving, they weren't, uh, and, and this is where those pressures started coming from, Stoney. You're talking about it, how early on it did look like Lawrence had some time back there. But as yeah. Washington was able to pin their ears back, they were able to get after the quarterback. And you take away that, um, that 22-yard run, and obviously you can't do that. They had the 22-yard run happened. But that's 10 carries for 4.4 yards, and that's what you expect Mm. a a running back one to get. So I don't really feel like – I know – I guess I do feel like we were gashed. And, of course, that that yards per carry sound uh, you know makes it. But outside of those couple big runs, I honestly couldn't think of a big run that they had. I do feel like uh, Washington was able to stop, and the runs at the – the runs that they were having weren't getting first downs. Like you were seeing Washington – just absolutely get these first down runs and these these first mm-hmm. down completions and what you mentioned it Washington was good on third down uh, on both sides of the ball you know we you know that's good but you know and that's what you want to see and so maybe that's where you got to do a little bit of that that stoner sniff, sniff test yeah. instead yeah, yeah. of the Nathan uh, stats kind of guy um, you know but it will be interesting to see as they have to replace Mathis who was supposed to get like I said 55% of those snaps you know does this d line kind of become like the wide receivers wide receiver 1 2 and 3 played pretty much all the offensive basically. snaps you didn't as a matter really fact, I got the uh, let me you got, let me you got the up. snap count up yep, yep. wide receivers uh 4 through 6 Barely got a snap count, and we were calling it out in our live stream yesterday. Yeah. Anytime you saw Dax Milne and Deami Brown out there, oh, yeah. Here, this is this is a run play. Like yeah. you could just tell, like it was just like, yep, these guys are out here to block. They're not going to be out here to to receive. You know, that'd be so. That was kind of something here. Get rid of the. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Let me get rid of this. There we go. The extra space here. Yeah, so there's there you look at the offense. The offensive line basically, at least the four guys played 100%. Norwell, Norwell and it could leave for conditioning. Yeah, he had to leave for conditioning. Um, but your receivers down there, uh, Samuel Dotson McLaurin, 90%, 88%, 71%. So those those guys were basically out there the entire time. And you see Deami Brown got three snaps, Dax Millen got six snaps. And Cam Sims got eight snaps. That's to me, that's how it should be. Right? Because that I don't I don't want to see Milne. I don't want to see uh uh Deami Brown at this point. I want my three studs out there as much as possible, and that's kind of how it worked. I still think the the game plan offensively, the game plan for defensively was almost flawless. It was so good. In in the 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 what you call it the the formations that they had the movement that they had 
That first touchdown to Dotson came on an RPO, and Wentz could have given it to uh, Gibson, and he ended up pulling it out of his gut because he saw that Dotson had that one-on-one and then got it to him. It's an RPO, and I mean, the long play to um, uh, to Gibson, that long pass down the mm-hmm. on the right side. The right? one that got us into uh, um, scoring position, right? That was a double fake handoff to Gibson first, and then uh, Samuel right after that through that same hole, and then Gibson just took off and went through a beautiful – I mean, there's things like that. You saw Samuel – all over the place. We've been begging. Make Curtis Samuel the next Debo Samuel. And they did. It was, I thought it was just a flawless. Corey's told us, right? He's the OG Samuel, right? That was, <laughs> That's Cor- right. That was Corey. He's the OG Samuel. He was doing those things in Carolina before Debo Samuel was really making it popular out there in San Francisco. And you're Absolutely. right. It was great to see him make those plays. And I really, really thought it was going to be his game yesterday. He did end up having that fumble on the on the on the running yeah. play. What did you think of the three turnovers? Oh, that's bad. Washington did. Uh, how many times? I'm sure there are stats out there, but how many times does a uh, a team win with a negative two turnover differential? Yeah, not, not often. very often. So that really, to me, that means the team that had the negative two thoroughly outplayed the other team because they were over they were able to overcome those three turnovers. Now the the two interceptions, I can't remember what happened right after the first interception. Did they kick a field goal or did we just stop them? I don't remember. That was early in the fourth quarter. And then the very next time Carson Wentz went back to throw the ball, he threw another interception and they went down and scored a touchdown. So those those, those were big. Those were big turnovers, but because this team was able to overcome those, then you don't worry so much about that negative two differential. But if they do that again, they in big trouble. They in big trouble. They can't have a negative two for sure. Did you want to see the? Um, yeah, the we're we're gonna stuff? we're gonna bring that up with shout out metaphor hit, hitting that uh, super chat button again. We appreciate everybody who uh, who does uh, who hits that. Uh, of course, all you really have to do, it's free of charge. Like the video, subscribe to the channel here. He says, raise your hand if you thought Gibby fumbled that run. I, Which I one? didn't. The one that Samuel, I'm assuming, oh, is the one. I yeah. I honestly, when it was when it was the handoff and I saw the see the the ball on the ground, I thought it was Gibby. I didn't see that Samuel was the one who who had uh, who had dropped that one. And what would we be talking about today if that? If oh that yeah, people people would have been all over Gibby. Uh, the Jags missed the field goal after that turnover, and it was a gift. DMV Mess Hall pointed that yeah. one out. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really, really was a gift. Look, they um, stunk. Jacksonville stunk. They had like thirteen they, penalties. They had missed field goals. They couldn't convert wide open plays, dropping passes. They did everything that a three and fourteen team does, and that's fine. But Washington outplayed them as well. Yeah, Washington. Washington looked at one point like they were trying everything to lose the game. Sure, and Jacksonville was trying to one up them. They're like, "Hold my beer, uh, <laughs> I can. I, I, we can make more mistakes than you can." Uh, in the end, Washington able to overcome their mistakes and take home the W. You're going to show us something right yep. now, though, Stoner. I'm going to show the uh, the the D snaps here. Um, of course, Holcomb and 
uh, Jamin Davis basically played the entire game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, Kendall Fuller and William Jackson. Bobby McCain had the one play that he went out because he was hurt. Yeah, one play. Yeah, he had he had to he had to leave because he had gotten rocked. Yeah, and of course, Derek Forrest, ninety six percent of the plays. St. Jude's, Payne, Allen, Sweat, all of those guys right there who are your studs, the guys you count on, played at least 73% of the plays. Now, if I'm coach, that's what I'm doing. Week 16, this probably is not going to be good. No, it's you know you're going to wear down your you need some attrition there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I thought uh, just some of those guys, again, Milo Eifler and uh, John Bostick and David Miracle Whip had zero snaps. Those three linebackers had zero. Now they played special teams. Yeah, special I'm teams. Talking These about are defensively. specifically defensive snaps. Yeah, zero snaps for those guys. And that tells you a lot, not only about them, but it tells you a lot about, yeah, we don't necessarily like Jamin Davis and what he's doing, but he's better than the other guys. So you got to roll with him and scheme it up and, and hope that uh, – hope, hope that – he doesn't screw it up so bad that you end up losing the game. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Serenity pointing out uh, they were rotating the D-line. That's actually something that they did quite a bit last year and was something that sometimes even frustrated us a little bit because you wouldn't see Chase Young or Montez Sweat or Ron Payne or Jonathan Allen out there on a key third down and nine. And then, of course, last year's defense was was atrocious, and so they were – you know, not you know, not making those plays. Play was being converted, and then it was just awful. Uh, a lot of people talking about the fact that we started off strong, kind of took the the foot off the pedal. I really think that that momentum was that first turnover where we were and looked like we were going to be going up twenty one to three, and then that just kind of changed, you know, changed it a little bit, mm. and it wasn't until. Carson Wentz was able to, you know, dial back in and and uh, and get a couple of good plays, and of course the the touchdown there kind of opened it back up uh, for the Washington Commanders. It's been good. All right, so you want to go? We're, through we're our... very happy with Wentz, oh. Rob. We're very very oh, happy, yeah. Rob. Here, been looking forward to this since we won. What was your thoughts on Wentz? Uh, I think the interceptions were overblown a little bit. The first one was bad. Second one, I, I'd give more credit to uh, the young rookie there making an uh, amazing play. Uh, but those touchdowns, you you just, I mean, you, you you can buy them. You're giving this guy $28 million to do it. But mm. those are just, those were absolute money. And then let me ask you this. How many other throws did he have that were maybe turnover worthy or, that were cringeworthy or that were scary or that were bad or that there weren't any, right? No. Those were the only two that had the potential to be turned over. And that's it. None of the other, I mean, he had the one where he threaded the needle in that fourth quarter, the the last drive. I think that was to McLaurin, like you said, Um, or it might, it doesn't matter, but he put it right in between like three guys. It was perfect. Everything else was just, there was just guys open, and he just yep. threw it to him. Scott Scott Turner yeah. earning earning his paycheck as well. There, uh, yeah. Gus Bus. Should they have tried to move the ball into field goal position at the end of the first half? Still had a couple timeouts left. Mm, how much time? 
They didn't was, have much time. Really I, low, I, right? I really do think that they were at that point just looking to go into the half. You got, uh, you know, they weren't supposed to get the ball back. I don't think the offense was moving as well as it was earlier in the half. So I think at that point they were just like, let's just go ahead and take the 14 3 lead yeah. and not mess that up. Yeah. Uh, and Metaphor saying there that uh, he did have some, he had a lot of overthrows. I thought he had the overthrow to, uh, to Milne, the very first play, the very first throw as a commander to Jahan Dotson, who was wide mm-hmm. open. He was late, number one. And so by the time he threw it, he threw him out of bounds. So there was that one. Logan Thomas was one over his head. So, yeah, he had some. But, uh, I mean, every quarterback does. It's the consistency and being able to hit the guys and be able to make plays. Because some of those throws that he made were just sick. And weren't you know, the one to Gibson, again, that we talked about was a sick throw. The other one to Gibson that we don't even talk about, which was the one where it's kind of like a wheel route, and he just hit him in stride on the left-hand side, mm-hmm. you know, uh, before the linebacker could even get there. That was sick. The one to McLaurin was sick. The two to Dotson touchdowns was sick. Dotson just an amazing I mean, catch on that second one. The, oh, the, the yeah. first I throw mean, was, was the, Dotson, but... yeah, well, I think it was a it was a, an amazing throw. But just an even better catch. Absolutely. Uh, the the first Dotson touchdown was absolutely just you know a very very pretty pass. But it was also again great footwork by the rookie. Um, yeah. I you know it's good to see the the rookie receiver catching those because uh, a lot of people said Jahan Dotson sounds too much like uh, Dotson. Uh, <laughs> the, these weren't dropped passes in the end zone. These were being caught. So good to see there. Stoner, you had something to bring up. So let's go ahead and bring that up. Yeah, I was just going to bring up our our dollar dollar bets because oh, a lot of them involved gotta, our gotta, um, gotta pay up. Our, yeah, time to pay up. Uh, a lot of them involved our listeners. So we had the the cool one that was the first touchdown in um, Commanders history. So I had Jonathan Williams, and I don't think you can do that when you only have one snap. Yeah, very hard game. to do. Uh, Nathan had Cole Turner. He couldn't do it. Did, he didn't, did, even didn't even play. <laughs> Gus Bus here. Gus, don't, don't know if you remember that. He had Wentz. Uh, Metaphor had uh, Turner also. Dougford had Gibson. And Corey Lott had Dotson. And Trev, our guy Trev, had Curtis Samuel. And Curtis Samuel was the one who actually scored the first. And by the way, a sick throw Great. as well. Again, schemed beautifully, right? Dotson went in motion to the left, then came back right, and then he went out into that flat, and Wentz just threw a perfect pass that there isn't a defensive back on the planet that can defend that if it, if everybody does everything right. So anyway, so Trev wins the dollar. Everybody else, uh, you lose a dollar. Uh, we had uh, – Do you get credit for Wentz throwing the TD? Uh, no. 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 Not at all. Um, Jonathan William touches. Trev had 10. <laughs> Nathan had five. Stoner had three. Well, he got zero. Zero. We all lost on that one. Steve from Command This. Again, Command This. Uh, I think they just started. They, they did just start. We'll make yeah. sure to remind people to head over there as yep. soon as we wrap up here. Um, he said Evan Engram would have 75 plus yards. How much did he have? Do you remember? Uh, I actually have the box score. It's probably up. not. It's probably in the 30s, I believe. Uh, 28. Yeah, 28. Four receptions. So, again, I told Ingram, he's terrible. I don't know why we're so afraid of who, that. Who, who, who took, uh, who, no one's, no one, no one took Trev that, did. right? We're, 
Trev was with Trev. him? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you, you and I said no. Trev said yes. Um, Trev said Gibby would fumble. And both you and I said no way. So, all right. All right. Trev's just losing all kinds of money. He always um, does. He does. Trev said 50 yards rushing for Trevor Lawrence. I don't He's probably no, uh, four, four yards rushing yeah. there. So he said 50 yards, right? So that's a miss yeah. by him and plus for us. Yep. Both of us took that. Yeah, Nathan said um, Carson Wentz would have two 35 plus yard completions. So and they had one. And then so they had close. what a twenty-nine yarder or something. Yeah, they. So we had the, a forty-nine to Terry McLaurin, a twenty-seven to Logan Thomas, a twenty-six to Gibby. Uh, pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, let's see. Uh, who who took who took me on that one? Who? Oh, who took you on that? I one? really thought I was going to get. Trev that was one. with you. Trev was Stoner with. Stoner said no chance. All right. <laughs> uh, you just did that to take the action too there. <laughs> I think um, I did, yeah. Gus Bus, were you surprised by how stiff Wentz looked in the open field? He didn't seem too mobile. He just needs to be mobile enough. Yeah, and he had one play where he where he did run. He had one running play that I remember, and he had one play where he got out of the pocket and then threw to uh, Logan down towards the goal line, I think right before Curtis Samuel's touchdown. Uh, so, Or that was Jahan Dotson's touchdown. Doesn't matter. But, yeah, he was mobile enough, stepped up in the pocket when he needed to. Again, he only got hit four times. Yeah, one tailgate, tailgate teasing him, saying that uh, Wentz looked like he learned how to yeah, slide from RG3. Yeah, That yeah, wasn't it, a great slide. a little awkward. Uh, Metaphor had a 50-yard field goal for Sly. Nathan said no. Trev said yes. I stayed out of it. Um, so, so that was a no. Real progress in action. I don't. I, we haven't seen him tonight, but he said Cole Turner would have – 100 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> and all three of us said no chance. Yeah. So uh, and then the last one. Of a victory there. The last one I was just going to go with um, is our score predictions. The closest score prediction. Which I aren't believe, true dollar dollar bets. So yeah, this is down. not a true dollar dollar. Uh, the closest I think was probably. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Probably. Dougford, who had it 27-20. Way to go, Dougford, with yeah. the uh, the close on the bet there. Everybody had Washington except for me and Steve from Command This. Yeah, maybe I should dock you a point there. I had uh, it 25-24. I had it really close to the you, score. You had it pretty close, but, but I was that wrong. close doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, you are currently leading our internal dollar-dollar bets for the season. You got plus three. I got plus two. Well. And Trev is at minus four. Here's another one. Um, during the game, did you count this one? Remember we oh, had no, one in-game? Trev said it was going to be a third three and out for Washington in the third quarter, and it was not. Nathan said no. I I did you not abstained. participate. Yeah, I abstained. Nice. So that way we're tied, and poor Trev is at <laughs> negative five. We'll make sure we get that updated. We'll get that going. We love our little dollar-dollar bets here. Uh, let's mm. go ahead and get to our go-goes and no-goes. We All talked right. to Trev about his. Yep. Uh, he threw out a couple there, uh, you know, on one side of the ball, had one specific no-go there, but then uh, dollared uh, or came back and threw in another one. But who's your go-go for the game? And get this in the chat. Uh, Corey said 28-21, Commanders. That's pretty much on the money. I don't have that in here, Corey. I mean, you might be re recreating history over here. 
but uh, metaphor uh, is taken two dollars from you because you picked the loss and missed. I like that. Love to see that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. So go goes and no goes. You want me to go first? Or you yeah, go I asked you. Okay. Um, go goes first. I mean, there's so many. There's so many, and they've we've talked about them ad nauseum here. But mine is still. It's going to be Scott Turner. I thought he designed a fantastic game plan, especially right at the beginning. And I think it was even said that they didn't plan to get Curtis Samuel the ball that much, but it was just working. So why not keep going until they figure out how to stop it? And so I thought the game plan was great. Guys were open all over the place. The movement, uh, pre-snap movement was great. They had stacked receivers of four on one side and one on the other and got guys open. And again, does design ways to get these guys in space and let playmakers make plays. And they did that with a lot of these third down plays to where guys, they weren't throwing. Like I know this is a thing for Nathan. If it's third and six, throw it at least six yards or seven yeah. yards, but they weren't doing that all the time. They were getting it to Curtis Samuel and he was making guys look foolish and getting a first down. McLaurin did it one time. Remember, they threw short to McLaurin. He made two guys miss and got a first down. So get your guys. Um, got to get them into space playmakers is, space. is the thing. Is, like they is did the with big Gibson thing. Too. Yeah. 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 So he's so, my go-go. So preferably, and, and the reason why I say, like, if it's a third and six, you throw it, you throw it six I, yards. That makes sense. If you're, thro- yeah. if you're throwing it to a guy like Logan Thomas, like you're 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 not expecting him to rumble for for the extra yardage there, <laughs> right? Right. Like you right. just want to make sure that he's already there, right? If I'm throwing it to even Cam Sims, Dax Milne, Deami Brown, I know those guys can be dangerous in space, but more often than not, they're not getting the separation that the wide receivers one, two, and three are getting. Mm. But yeah, put your people in the position to win. And that's what you want to see. And I think Scott Turner is an excellent uh, go-go there for you. Gus Bus, go-go. Shout out to the special teams. Solid effort and strong execution. I agree. I, you know, that was something that was a bad, you know, really a bad sight to see last year was the special teams. Mm-hmm. Good to see them. I thought Dax Milne was serviceable. I don't think that he's, you know, super exciting. I think DeAndre Carter was was more lightning in the bottle last year, mm-hmm. but really just want to see this not be a deficit for the team. And that's what it was. Let us know who your go-go is. Uh, my go-go, you know, we've had a lot of the good ones already mentioned. You mentioned Scott Turner. Um, Trev uh, took some of the, the obvious ones uh, as well. I'm going to go with Gibson on this one, who mm-hmm. I think really gained the confidence Fantastic. back from the fan base yeah, because a lot of people were not too high on. I mean, when you had people predicting, I love our guys out there at Declassified, but I mean, you <laughs> you you had Le saying Jay Will was gonna get himself, you know, a hundred yards and like twenty five <laughs> carries and stuff like that. Gibson fourteen carries, fifty eight yards for a four point one average. And that was yeah. pretty consistent. Longest was 13 there, but also seven catches. He yeah. he had the Huge. most – well, Curtis Samuel had eight catches, but he, he had seven catches, 72 yards. So the most yards out of any of the, the, the receivers here is Carson Wentz threw himself 313 yards, went to Antonio Gibson. He was moving all over the place. Yeah. And a lot of that comes with Turner, but, I mean, it's just great to see Gibson – 
going, you know, you know, out there in space, you know, still running the ball. And, and we talked about it on stream stoner hitting those holes. He, mm-hmm. he was making dis- quick decisions, wrapping his arms around the ball. Whenever he was going through the hole, whenever he started feeling contact, wrapping it up, felt mm-hmm. like Gibson had an amazing game there. And then how um, about in the fourth quarter when after the interception and you're trying to run out the clock, who was getting the runs? Gibson was. They had the confidence in him. Yep. When the game was on the line, they were giving him the rock. So that's a good one. That's a good go-go. I mean, there's so many. There really is. Yeah. Uh, But those are all You got got, uh, Jahan Solo. Jahan Solo here uh, from Metaphor. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. The rookie, only rookie to have scored a touchdown in the the opening start there for uh, for the – for the NFL scored mm-hmm. two of them off of three catches. Um, we got great Watubi here. Pain is Absolutely. a go-go. I Absolutely. agree. I, I mean, was he, great. he was monster. He's going to earn himself a big contract. A lot of people are talking about with Mathis out that you're definitely going to have to pay him. Um, that's going to be something. Uh, Trev finally made it home. He says, Gibby is back. Did, uh, did he make it home or is he? St- no, I think he's I'm still at, working. Uh, no, no, no. I think he was closing up shop and headed oh. home is what he said. Oh. Uh, Corey Lott, go, go. Carson Wentz for overcoming Absolutely. adversity in the third quarter, Absolutely. leading us to victory in the fourth. I love it. You know, a lot of, a lot of times, you know, I will honestly, I will shy away from giving a uh, go, go to a guy who makes mistakes. Carson Wentz yeah. had those two mistakes. Curtis Samuel had one heck of a game, but he also had that fumble. Huge mistake. Yeah. And so it's just like, I don't want to necessarily praise those guys, but I tell you what, overcoming the you know adversity there, not kind of getting himself back in that mindset. A lot of people thought that Jacksonville was this kind of had had this mystique to them that they could just beat Carson Wentz, and you know it, it just wasn't the case. Carson Wentz came out and and uh, and took him back. See, Trevor is home. Armani no, Rogers has he a doesn't go-go. get that. He doesn't get that because during that play. All Trev could do is talk about how slow Armani Rogers is. <laughs> he's like, oh my God, he's so slow. Get him out of there. He he's did so have slow. But it was great. I don't think anybody had that on their bingo card. Armani Rogers, one catch, 23 yards. Thinking that was the first catch, right? That was just out of nowhere. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Again, again, a a brilliantly schemed play by the offensive corner. Everybody goes right, except for Armani Rogers. Who pops out to the left? Get it to him, and he had that whole side over there. Beautiful Great. scheme. Got, gotta gotta love seeing it. And I did uh, Defoe yeah. here from Rockman is his go go. Yeah. yeah, he was amazing. Absolutely. They're gonna have to find some way to keep him and Cam Curl on the field. Maybe that's where you have the Buffalo nickel. Yeah. See what you can do with that. But uh, absolutely, uh, DMV mess hall with Deron Payne. You know, Absolutely. There we go. Metaphor pointing out everyone needs to go find FedEx Air Player of the Week and vote Carson. You oh, need to make it happen. Right. Let's change the national media uh, perception of Carson Wentz. Make sure. them start praising him. A lot of people have been down on him. Let them start praising him. Again, I've said this over and over again. A lot of people's impressions of Carson Wentz are because of that left-handed shovel pass interception <laughs> and not taking the Colts to the playoffs when it was supposed to be a gimme game against the Jags. I think that perception is going to start changing now that he has some 
you know, good wide receivers. Scott Turner's dialing it up for him. And as long as he can keep those mistakes down, I think they're going to start talking about Carson Wentz in the top 10 category sure. again, but he's got to stay consistent with them. He's on All pace right. for 68 touchdowns on the year. Yeah. I'm just saying it's just, just, he's on pace yeah. for it. All right. Four, who's, right. who's your no go? We talked about Carson Wentz making those mistakes, Curtis Samuels, but yeah. they, they had good games to go with it. Who is just an absolute no-go for you? And let us know in the chat who your no-go is for this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, for for a lot of the guys who maybe struggled a little bit, only struggled for a certain amount. They weren't so they weren't necessarily just bad all game. But um, I mean, I just have to probably go with Jamin Davis. I understand that defensively, the scheme. What are you doing putting him on Christian Kirk? Okay, but not necessarily all the time he was on Christian Kirk. Now, there were times, and you don't expect him to cover Christian Kirk. Totally understand that. But there's a lot of running plays where he was not hitting the hole properly. Again, he's he's still not doing those instinctive things that you need your linebackers to do. So just probably, or or let's, let's attack um, – the Martys and Ron for not drafting a linebacker or signing a linebacker. If you don't want to attack the second year Instead player. Instead of going there. after the linebacker himself. The uh, yes metaphor, we did mention Defoe as a go-go uh, over a couple of different times. Trevor picked him early when Trev was on here. And uh, and so I wanted to give us some new names. We had and Rockman, um, did Rockman well. also picked uh, yep. Defoe there. Uh, Trev has taken my my no go. You're going the opposite, and metaphors talking about the linebacker groups. Period yeah. as a no go. Uh, Cole Holcomb was the one that uh, just just did not have a good game to me. Like I, I felt like we at least saw a couple good plays coming from Jamin Davis. There were a couple plays where he actually you know did close the gap where he was in the backfield. Cole Holcomb. I felt like the only time we were calling his name was when, you know, he's chasing somebody when he's being beat. And uh, I just didn't feel like it was a good game for him. I expect him to bounce back and, uh, and come there. Uh, Corey lot is going to go with Kendall Fuller. That was Trav's no go. You guys probably could have guessed that one. Didn't need to put a dollar down on that one. Um, struggled in coverage all day. I do feel like he had a couple plays sooner. I'm, I'm, I agree with you there. I think the problem is, is the bad plays are the ones mm-hmm. that kind of, uh, you know, stood out there. Metaphor talking about uh, the Davis sack that was taken away here. Sure. Serenity with Wise as a go-go. What did you feel about Wise? Well, I thought Wise played well at times, but I remember there was one particular play that drove me crazy when he had, I think it was ETN, wrapped up and etn just went right through him yeah and when etn is like 5 10 180 pounds whatever he is and daniel wise is 6 5 280 i mean he should envelop him and pummel the dude and he went right through him so yeah so yeah but you know he did play well but i just that play stands out to me otherwise yeah. i didn't really uh uh notice him 
on the field as much, but yeah. I, I get it. Well, you're probably going to have to see him just a little bit more. DMV Mess Hall going with the linebackers as well in the no-go. Yeah, I think we're going to have to see a little bit. I'm surprised no one has picked William Jackson the third as a no-go for this one as well. Not exactly his best game. I think a lot of he he's probably happy that Kendall Fuller uh, was getting picked on a little bit because he yeah. wasn't exactly having a good game. Well, himself, let me let me so. ask you guys this: Jacksonville, well, Trevor Lawrence threw for 275 yards. I think is that what he threw for? Uh, 275, yeah. I mean, that's what is that in the NFL? Average? Yeah, fairly I'd say average. That's about average, yeah. So defensively, as defensive backs, that's an average performance from them, right? I mean, again, I I try to stress this: the ebbs and flows of games. Your defensive backs are going to get burned all the freaking time during games. It's how you consistently stop teams. I mean, look at look at what Jalen Ramsey was considered the best back. Oh, in he's the game. trash. He was terrible <laughs> at one particular. He was definitely game. abused quite he's quite overrated. a bit there. And even on his best games, he still has times where he gets beat three, four, five times a game. Do you not give up the big plays? Do you not give up touchdowns? Did Kendall Fuller give up a touchdown? I don't think so. I don't remember how they scored. Uh, Robinson had a run. Um, somebody had no, a, a I, quick pass. It was yeah, either Robinson or Robinson ran, and then James Robinson had a receiving. But those two penalties put him in scoring field position. Yeah, yeah. But, again, that happens. Defensive backs get penalties Every single game He's bad. on every single team. They had some. They Jacksonville did. had some, right? They did. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, again, it's the big plays. It's the consistency week after week that you don't give up big plays. So yeah. give those give those guys times during the course of a game. They're going to make those mistakes or whatever, mm-hmm. just as long as they're not crushing to the team. Like Gibson doesn't normally fumble. But when he fumbles, it's a big deal. It's huge. It's rushing it's about to the where he And then fumbles, it's a big yeah. deal. Yeah, exactly. Right? So mm-hmm. it's, you just kind of got to uh, ebbs in the flows of the games. Uh, you got to kind of pay attention to those. So, But I get That's it. Fair. I get it. When he has a couple of penalties and, and you see him running guys down and trailing all the time, that's eh, understandable. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not the best thing. Uh, if you got any last minute additions you want to give us in the chat, anything you want us to talk about, hit us up. Let us know. I'm gonna take this opportunity again to show off the Washington onesie <laughs> as we won. Actually, this here's the, here's I think the, the my there you go. <laughs> yeah, we got the Washington onesie on yeah, we because all, we Washington all had the victory. Commanders. I really can't wait to get another one of these. The, uh, this is the Washington football team here. one. Mm-hmm. I have a Washington Redskins one. I need a Washington Commanders one. And I need you to like this video, subscribe to the channel. And when we wrap it up, I want you to head over to the Command This podcast. They're streaming right now, about 25 minutes into it. Uh, so make sure you head over there. Give them some love. Gents, any lasting thoughts here on this game against Jacksonville? We won. I loved it. Absolutely. And this is probably the first time ever that you've asked that. And, of course, I don't have anything. Right? <laughs> Normally I have something and he forgets to ask. And now he asks it and I got to ask. I'm sure and he doesn't have anything. said it, but – 
real, Taylor Heineke does not win that game. Um, it just, I mean, he just doesn't. You're I'm right, not trying yeah. to talk like bad about him, but he doesn't You're make right. the throws that Carson Wood makes. Like, yep, this is your one time to get to talk about it. We brought it right at the beginning, Trev. Uh, you hadn't <laughs> yeah. logged in yet. Uh, you just, know, this is it. Heineke's out of our system, yep. and let's Winston's just talk here. about Those balls are so it's kind of weird to say, but the balls were so pretty <laughs> that were being thrown by Wentz. Absolutely. Spiral, right spot. The, right the man time. wearing the manscape shirt talking yeah, about sorry. balls being pretty. <laughs> it is priceless. But that's, all priceless. I have to, that's all I have to say. Um, well, I do want to promote Wednesday on our show, live yep. show, 730 on Wednesday. We're going to have a preview of the Lions game with Lion, Lions Talk with Micro Mike. Ooh. He's going to be on the show nice. yep. um, on Wednesday. All right, so word. Look forward to that. Talking to him about Detroit. Lions and hard knocks and all that stuff. Appreciate those in the chat here. Doug Forrest was the only DB with a pass defended stat. That's very interesting. Uh, great Watubi here. Can we get out of William Jackson's contract next year? Hold yeah. on to that thought. Just, just wait. Mm. I think that he's going to have a solid year. I don't want to. I don't want to. I think I don't want to say that. You know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think it's the <laughs> saying here. Uh, where did I get this from, Rockman? Online. I can't remember the exact store. I think it was like Foco or something like that. Um, but it sounds about right. Some place yeah. called Foco. If you if you Google Washington <laughs> uh, Washington onesie, adult onesie, they've got a couple different sleepwear ones. I've had a long running gag. I have a redskin one uh, where it's not a onesie, not you know O N E, but a onesie W O N. Uh, and uh, so I'll be picking up another one. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. Can I? Get, are you commando under this? Mm. <laughs> please don't answer, please don't answer, please don't answer. Oh, do you like to know my EP, EP would kill me if I actually uh, <laughs> truthfully answered this. Uh, the great Watubi, appreciate that with the, with the, the smart donation. You, appreciate everybody who uh, did that. Yep, Doug, Doug, that's exactly what it is. It's a one oh, Z. And he only wears it after a win. Only wear it after victories. So that is going to be it. It is Victory Monday here, folks. We appreciate you jumping on. Like I said, head over to the Command This podcast. Give them some love. They're a great group of guys, and we will be over there in the chat as well. And until next time, beat the Lions. Be a fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.